top, top of the morning to you. This is your girl, Fabulous Frida, always your host here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. Today, 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 oh my, I must share with you what the Spirit has given me to say, and that is faith. Faith. You know, we hear this word, faith, and we know the scripture that says it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But what oftentimes people may not say about faith is that faith is what generates miracles. That's right. Your faith is what generates miracles in your life. Every single person you ever hear about or study about in the Bible that approached Jesus or even those in the Old Testament before Jesus coexisted, every single miracle, you got to grab this, that became manifest was based upon faith. Now, what scripture says, you see, the difference between you may ask yourself why some people receive miracles and some don't. Why some people receive different things that you never receive. Why it seems like somebody else is always being blessed beyond measures. People that you may look at sometime and say, well, you know what? I know they're not a saint. Hello. But they're constantly being blessed. And see, this is the thing about faith. Faith is available for the just as well as the unjust. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You don't have to be a saint to walk in faith. And so oftentimes, when it comes to faith, we are taught That faith is based upon how we believe. And in actuality, it really is. But it's how you believe to trust God. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. The biggest thing about faith is this. Faith is for God to see if he can trust us to trust him. That's what faith is. If God can see If he can trust us to trust him. Because it's not in the things we can see. Because we know faith. You can't see the manifestation. But you must believe. So can God trust you to believe? Can you believe what the scripture says wholeheartedly? Or do you only believe once your feelings tell you they need a sign Oh, you know, I've been there. Well, it's like God would would just show me just a little bit. Can I just peep in the window and just make sure? Can you confirm? Can you give me a sign to confirm if I need to keep standing on believing? And then, see, there are different levels of faith. So you have some people, they really need a sign. But that's okay. Because many people throughout the Bible, the manifestation came 
after they saw a sign once God allowed them to peep through the window. You know, once sometime you hook up with somebody and you just finish speaking something that you want to stand on and believe. And then here comes a message through a person that you didn't even tell what you was thinking and talking to God about. Oh, God, help me today. But yet your faith, my God, when that person or that place or that situation, that was a peep in the window, that was a sign to push your faith. And then there are blind faith. So, you know, you got different levels of faith. So the first one I just named, faith was with a sign. You want you want to see a sign. You want to see something to motivate your faith. And then you have blind faith. And that's that faith that no matter what it looks like, no matter what somebody come and tell you, no matter what you even know and what you feel, you forget all of that. And see, no matter what, I'm going to stand. And even though every, every day, everything keeps getting bleak and dim and dark, you still say, no matter what, I'm going to still believe. That's that That's that faith that you don't need to see anything, but you just know that you know that you know because you got all these things inside of you to draw from. See, I'm going to tell you about me. I walk in a lot of blind faith. And in order for me to activate my blind faith, this is what I do. I sit back and I remember everything that every time that the Holy Spirit bring to my remembrance, when I asked God for it and I didn't understand when, where, and how, and why, but he made it come to pass. So this is how you build up that blind faith. Some people called it building up your holy faith. Because you just sit back and you know, okay, I remember I was sick when the doctor told me that they 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 was going to lay me on that table and let me die because they misdiagnosed me. See, that's a big check mark right there. I, I, I know because this is the time when I had no food in my cupboard and in my refrigerator and I had absolutely no income. The government wouldn't help me and they wouldn't give me no food stamps, no check and no nothing that they was giving all these other people because they told me my husband made too much money even though he and I was separated. You don't hear me now. And I got five children and three babies and two in Pampers, the twins. But yet, I trust God every single day that I woke up and I lied down. And I just prayed and believed he kept the lights on. He kept the water on. He gave me a place to stay that even it took me to sell some contents out of my house to pay the rent. But I had faith that a breakthrough was going to come if I just held on and hold on. Oh, you don't hear me now. That faith that when you recollect and recall and you rewind the things in your life, 
that no matter what it looked like, you remember the same God. He's still there. The same God yesterday, today, and forevermore is still on the throne. So no matter what goes on in your life, no matter what somebody come to you and tell you, whether you get bad news, whether you feel that, okay, well, I got to move forward because this plan that I thought was a plan is not working for my good. Oh, no, I hope somebody grabbed that. Sometimes your faith can take you to one demographic location, but then your faith will also promote you to move forward. Oh, God help me today. I remember the time that my faith, when I got injured, and I got injured on the job and I filed a workman's comp. But you know what the people said? They came with these attorneys and some kind of way they turned it around. But when they turned it around for evil, God turned it around for my good. But in the meantime and in between time of 2014 and 2017, you don't hear me now. I went three years in the wilderness of a financial journey. Three years without my own income that I can depend on and rely on. Three years, not even nobody telling me, oh, you can go and apply for some food stamps since you ain't working. Listen, because when I tried some years ago, they denied me because they said, unless you have some children in your house, or unless you are governmentally declared disabled, unfortunately, we can't give you no food stamps. And I thought, well, how come all, how do all these other people get them and don't have children? And the lady said, well, maybe they get disability. So either way it go. Once they told me that back in 2011, I never attempt to apply for them again. So when I'm in this wilderness journey for three years from 2014, 15, 16, 17 is when my breakthrough came. But I spent those years by faith. I woke up. You don't hear me now. Listen to me. You got to grab this. I woke up every day not knowing where my next nothing because I have no income except for the people who hand God touch to be a blessing. Listen, you got to grab this. I began to have people to bless me unexpectedly by faith. I remember this lady, she worked at the bank. And so we ran into each other. And when she saw me, she asked me, what was I doing? Was I working at another property? I said, actually, I got injured. And no, I'm not working at the time. And so she said, so so, so, how you surviving, Miss Frida? And I said, I'm walking by faith. And she said, well, listen, let me write you a check right now. She wrote me a check on the spot and blessed me. And many, many, many other people in that three-year period, they was a blessing. I had some relatives. They was a blessing. And it was surprising. And one of the relatives said, well, listen, my children asked me, oh, God, help me today. What do cuz need? My children, she said, my children want to bless you. Y'all don't hear me now. Sometimes you may be surprised that your faith will activate people that ain't even 
that ain't even close to you as those who you think will help you. Now, mind you, I lived by faith when I had babies. But now in this dispensation of 2014 and 2017, all my children were grown. And I used to sit back and watch. And I used to see social media posts. You know how people do they party, they party, and they they party hardy. And one thing I know about people that party, it take money. It take money to play to go in them places. It take money to get something to drink. It take money to get them outfits. But I'm going to tell you something. But even in that, I had a child that no matter what, they made it up a purpose. You don't hear me now. They made it a purpose to be a constant provider when I was going through. It may not have been a lot. Sometimes it was and sometimes it was a little. But this is the thing you learn when you are going through a wilderness journey. Your faith. When you find yourself in a situation and you believe in God wholeheartedly. Let me tell you what I love about faith. It will always show you who for you, no matter what. One thing about faith, when you're in a situation, in a circumstance, whether it's sickness, it'll always show you who will pray for you, no matter what. Who will reach out to you, no matter what. You know, this year I've been going through kind of like a... A fog because I had a person that was raised as my only sister. You don't hear me now. The only thing I knew to experience what it feel like for a sister to dwell in the same house with you. You don't hear me now. She transitioned. And when that happened, it took me to a place of reflection and revisiting and rewinding because this is the thing I always thought about. I stood on faith, hoping and praying that God will restore her all the way. Now, let me tell you something about faith. That's why I said there are different levels of faith. And even when you don't get the promise that you prayed for, Oh, there's no reason to stop having faith. And that's what I want to encourage someone about today. When I think back in the Bible about Abraham, Abraham stood on a promise. and But even though he did not see the manifestation of the promise, he believed all the way to death door. You don't hear me now. When you really stand in faith, No matter what, and that's that faith, that's unmovable faith, that unshakable faith, that faith that I was just talking about. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what somebody come and tell you, you will still believe. And God can see whether or not he can trust you to believe. I just needed to pop in here today and encourage somebody. Let me tell you something about faith. I I, I even remember during that season of, of 2014 and 17, 
I was sitting one day and I said, God, see, you don't grab this. If you really, really grab this, I want you to imagine living three years. Oh, God, help me today. With no income, no food stamps, but yet the faith and favor, because this is, see, this is what faith do. Faith will show you favor. Favor from people, favor from God. So the favor of God touched the hearts of people. And I used to have these co-workers, we worked together. And by faith, because I was I was being I was being having to, to move from a place that I was staying in. And so I I, I told the, the landlord, I said, listen, instead of holding up your house. That I can no longer have the income to pay because I was working when I moved in the house. I said, I'm just going to pack up and move out. Now, even before that happened, I still had favor from people. Like I say, my cousin who said her children wanted to be a blessing. And then I had favor from my neighbor who was who, who blessed me and tied it to me. I had favor from her sister. You know, there were many people. I had favor from my brother. There were many people who financially blessed me in that season with financial favor. To maintain and sustain. But this is the thing. In those three years, I had to lay down and wake up every day. You got to get this. For three years of uncertainty. See, you never know who God going to touch heart and hand. Because everybody's heart that God touch. Oh, God, help me today. Don't release from their hands. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. God can tell somebody to be a blessing, but they still won't release a blessing because they stuck on whatever pains they have. They stuck on whatever past that took place. And so what they'll find themselves do, they'll know you got a need, but they won't provide to help you financially. They won't even give you no food at their kitchen. I'm just saying. At their cabinets. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I experienced. So as I sat there every single morning, can you imagine your life? Every morning for three years. Every night for three years. And you have no idea where you're going to get any money from, any food from, anything from. But I stood on the faith. And so my cousin, the same cousin that was a blessing, financially she told me about this prayer line. And she knew I was going through and I connected with the prayer line. And I never shall forget the lady that the visionary of that prayer line, she didn't really know me and still have never met me face to face. But she shared something prophetically to me. And she said she never been big on prophesizing. But she said, where I'm staying, she said, your creek is going to dry up. And you know, this is she giving me biblical scripture, fundamental teaching. And this is what happened to, uh, I can't remember his name, in the Bible. But let me tell you something. That was a hard pill to swallow. 
okay, my creek is going to dry up. But she said, God is going to move you to a place that even though you have no income, they're not going to worry about your rent. It's not going to be concerned about your lights. You don't have to worry about any of that. So listen, I got to build up somebody's faith. So here I am. I'm packing up and I'm moving out. In three days, before I got ready to leave, or three days after, it was three days after, because I was sitting at my brother's house, and my phone rang, and it was one of my ex-co-workers, because they were still working, I wasn't working, and they said, what you doing? And I said, well, actually, you know, I'm in limbo. She said, what that mean? I said, well, you know, I'm un- I-, I don't have anywhere to go and where to stay, and you know, so she said, well, wait a minute, I mean, we ain't talking. I know more than a minute or two. She said, I, let me get back with you. She said, I'll call you back later. So she called me back in about three days. And she said, we got a place. And I talked to my husband about it. She said, and we'll let you move there. And you can meet with my husband in such a such a time and date. So I met with him. And long story short, they agreed to let me stay there. Now, even though he agreed to let me stay there, he did say we would charge you $200 a month for rent. Now, I was straight up with him. I said, well, I don't have any income. So he said, well, you just pay me as you able. And this was the arrangement. And I'm going to tell you, even on that day I met with it, I said, well, if I can just have half of it, $100. So since he's in the favor of God, when God touch people's heart, what I'm trying to tell you, it'll build your faith. And so the favor of this gentleman, he said, you know what, just hold that. And you begin paying, now this was December of 2016. And he said, you begin paying me or was it 2015? I'm sorry, 2015. He said, but you begin paying me uh, the 1st of February. We're going to make it through the holidays. And so, you know, the tears begin to roll out of my eyes because I always get very soft-hearted when anybody is a blessing to me. You don't hear me now. My pastor used to call me Weeping Mary. I'm always soft-hearted. I'm tender-hearted. Because I know one thing. If I don't know anything else, people don't have to help nobody. Just what I said earlier. Some people, God can touch their heart, but they will not release it from their hands. You don't hear me that. So anyway, this person, their religion was Islam. They weren't classified as Christians. Hello. You don't hear me that. They practice diligently, committedly Islam, but yet they were still showing love to a person that they knew practiced Christianity. So what am I saying? That's what it means by the good Samaritan. You don't be picking and choosing. You just do something to help somebody where you see that there's a need. So, you know, I started weeping and crying and he said, look, dry your face. Because I had the meeting where he got the key made. He said, because you can't be driving on no highway with tears coming down your eyes. I call him my big brother. But listen, the moral to the story is this. I stayed there from then until 20, I think it was 20, 20, 2018. And throughout that time, let me tell you something. 
they kept the same arrangements. Even after I started earning money, they kept the same arrangements. And before I can get any income, let me tell you something. I was late sometimes. I paid here and there $50 maybe one week, $50. Whenever, because I had a person at the time, one of my children, they would come through. And every time they came through, and they would come through at least weekly, weekend, whatever, they never would say anything, but they would always lay some money in a place that they know what I said and did my little work. I was working on my books, and they would always leave something. They never came in and left out without leaving something. And I got to encourage somebody, Faith, because I was sitting there one day, because I need y'all to get this. Three days, I mean three years, three years with no money, no money of your own, no food stamps. You waking up and going to sleep every day for three years. And I remember one day I was sitting there and I said, God, I trust you and trust you. Let me tell you, if you think temptation of my integrity was not put on the chopping block, oh, absolutely. I had men on top of men on top of men trying to holler at me. And all my mind was thinking, well, I know if I start talking to him, he can help me pay my bills. Because, see, that was that familiar spirit from my past. Oh, God, help me today. Y'all don't hear me now. That's why I go hard. That's why I preach hard. Because during that three-year journey, I was tested. I was tested above being tested. I was tested that I had to realize you don't have to drop your draws. Hello? To survive. You don't hear me now. I was tested on top of tested. And I'm staying in a crib all by myself and to myself. And the biggest test was two doors down because it was a man working on the base with a Mercedes, a brand new silver rider. And he even throw plenty hints to let me know he didn't mind laying and playing and paying. Hello. But when I passed the test, you don't hear me now. And I don't have no reason to lie. I knew then that God was to be trusted because my faith was, I mean, my faith more than ever was under the test. And no matter what it looked like, no matter what it felt, I'm telling you, I got down, listen, you hear me now, to one roll of toilet tissue, one roll. And as a female, y'all know, we know a roll will go real quick sometimes. So I said, God, you see my need. And this was my everyday, everyday. You don't hear me now. My everyday saying to God, I wake up. I said, God, you see my need. I trust you to meet all my needs. I said, you know my situation and my circumstance. And however I eat today, I thank you for and everything that he already had. I thank you for the roof over my head. I ask him that whatever favor he allowed to come, that I can give the people something, something. If it went for $25, if it went for $50, but I can give them something. And I talk to God just like that every day, waiting for a breakthrough. You don't hear me now. Three years. However many, 365 days times three. 
And some people act like they can't hold out for three days, seven days, ten days. They act like the world just going to fall apart. You try three years. And even in that time, listen to me. The day I remember I asked for the tissue. I said, God, even if I have to buy one roll, they just keep me going till I can get uh, some more rolls. And all of a sudden, that same child stopped by. And I should never forget that day because, see, this is what I try to get people to understand. Little becomes much. Oh, God, help me today. Little becomes much. And so I remember she stopping by briefly. And then after I, I, I answered the door, we talked for a minute. And, and, and she had said to me, she said, can you watch the kids while I use the restroom right quick? And so that's what she did. And I stood at the front door and I was out there to the car talking to the kids and stuff. And then once she pulled off and left, because she said, I think she had to take them to the dentist appointment. And then when I went back in there, because I was sitting there working on a book. And, and, and when I, I went back in there and sat at my computer working on that book, there was $10. And that became much, you don't hear me now, $10. Not only could I buy a roll, but I could go buy a pack, especially back then. (laughs) You know, I don't know about now. And so I said, God, look at God, look at God. That was the greatest, you don't know, because I never, ever, ever in my life ever lived in my house and got down to one roll of tissue that I could ever remember but that one time. But I want to tell you something. See, this is where your gratitude comes in when faith kicks in. And because of my faith to believe I'm down to one roll, God, I still trust you. And that $10 became like $1,000 to me that day. Letter became much when I put it in the master's hand. I want to encourage somebody today that no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're going through, no matter what somebody said, because you know you always got people want to say something, no matter how many naysayers get in your ear, no matter how many people tell you how it looked bleak and it looked bad, but I'm here to say to you today that your faith Not only can it make you whole, but it can make manifestations come into your life. Even if you don't see the manifestation, continue to stand on the promises of God. And I can tell you from my own self-experience that it's been the faith that has generated favor. Well, finances, I did not have. And a lot of people think that I had money when I definitely did not have it. But then the favor of God, he moved miraculously. And what ended up happening is that, well, a lot of people had to spend money. You don't hear me now. The favor from God made the manifestation in the place of the money. So listen, that's what faith will do. You know, when Jesus, when he healed everybody that came to him, they was broken, they was wounded, and they were scarred. But they still had faith. Some of them had issues for many, many years. I'm talking about over a decade, over 10 years. They had problems. They had medical problems. They had problems. They had problems with needing the dead, to, 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 to the sick to live, to not die. 
the centurion soldier. He said, he told Jesus, if you just speak a word, you don't even have to come to my house. My faith know that if you can speak a word, my daughter will be healed. And when he got home, they told him at the self-same hour that he asked them when did his daughter come around and was revived. And when they told him the time, he knew that was the self-same hour that Jesus spoke a word. What am I saying? And see, the thing that Jesus said to the centurion soldier, he said, he said, he said, he said, you don't even have to come to my house to bless me. You don't have to come to my house to touch and heal my daughter. All you need to do is speak a word. And this is where I'm finna sum this thing up. And that's when Jesus said to him, no greater faith. And see, because that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Faith is about more than anything. Can you believe? Can God trust you to believe? Can God trust you to believe? See, so the centurion soldier, God saw that he could trust him to believe. And therefore, when Jesus spoke a word... The miracle was performed in that same self-hour. And that's why I say it's your faith that generate miracles. It's your faith that generate miracle healing. It's your faith that generates miracle money. It's your faith that generates a place to live when you think that you got to be homeless. Because see, I, I was in this situation just like a homeless person. No money. No. Some of them was in a better situation than me because some of them homeless people did get food stamps. I'm just saying hello. But just when I'm telling you, the favor of God. And see, this is why sometimes people look at other people and they're trying to figure out, how come that person get blessed? I know I got more money than them. I know I'm, 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 my job pay me more. But I'm going to tell you something. Even then, that particular child, what I was telling you about, I mean, when I say that, that you don't get it, some people don't get it. They've always lived in nice neighborhoods. They always drove a nice car. But see, and it, what, it's not just me. Listen, you got to look at a person's heart. And they know who hands to bless. Oh, God, you don't hear me now. They know to bless the hands that help them with their children. They know to bless the hands of those who nurtured them and carried them in the womb. They know this. And so for that cause. No matter what they go through in life, I'm telling you, people can't understand her strategic moves. They can't understand her secret moves. One minute she may be in the wilderness, the next minute she rise above, the higher than an eagle, and she outsoar those who had some stability all along. What am I saying? Because when people know how to be a blessing to the right people, favor will follow them also. Oh, God, help me today. I just want to encourage somebody today. If you got faith, you don't worry about what you release. If you're going to sit around and worry about what you bless somebody with, that ain't faith. That's you looking for a favor. Hello? 
Because some people do things and they'll never make mention of it. And that's the scripture. The scripture say you ain't got to tell nobody because when you bless somebody, they going to tell it. You don't hear me now. When Jesus blessed people that had faith, they the ones that told what they did. They didn't have to run back and tell they self. They didn't have to go back and tell Jesus. Oh, God, help me today. That's a whole nother teaching. They, some of them didn't even go, but they ran into other people about this man that they met that healed them. This man that helped them. And see, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's for me to tell people who helped me. It's for me to tell people who healed me. It's for me to tell people who helped me. I don't need to run back and tell the person who did it. Hello. They didn't have to run back and tell Jesus. That's a whole nother teaching. Because see, I can tell you why out of the ten lepers, oh God, help me today. Only one came back. You see, it's a deeper revelation than what the other nine did. Oh, God, help me today. But I ain't getting into that this morning. I just want to keep encouraging you on this faith and favor. Continue to walk in the faith. Continue to move in the favor. And watch God move miracles in your life. All of us can stand in the need of miracles. But the word of God says, and I'm going to conclude, and I'm going to drop this scripture in the description box. It says, according to your faith. See, faith comes in measures. I said that early on. There are different levels of faith. And this is why some people can be healed and other people can't. And you can pray and praise God from sunup to sundown. But there's a prerequisition of whoever you're praying for and you're praising for. They still need some faith in order to move God. It might be that of a mustard seed, but they're going to need to have some faith. You don't hear me that. Because remember, faith is about can God trust you to believe him, to trust him. That's why the scripture says, these last two scriptures, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So grab a hold of your faith today. Begin to move and walk in it and watch God move. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health according to your faith. And as you delight yourself in God, he will give you the desires of your heart. And his blessings will flow, flow, flow down from heaven to meet all of your needs. And until the next podcast upload, remember to walk in faith and let this message be downloaded in your spirit and that it resonates to be transforming in your life by the renewing of your mind. God blessings and have a beautiful, marvelous, fabulous Friday. In Jesus' name, amen.